You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us here on the Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears. It is, what, November 29th? Yep. And it's cold here in Ohio, yes. here at the Marysville with the Revival Now studio. So we just want to thank you all for watching. Um, if you take a minute, just jump on and you are listening to us. Just let us know where you're watching from. Um, it's always nice to know where our viewers are watching from, and we just appreciate that so much. Yes. So, yeah. So do you want to jump right into it today, or is there something you want to share? Yeah. <clears throat> just that um, I just hope you all had a great Thanksgiving um, with family and friends, and um, that you're getting back to it this week, Amen. Um, into your normal routines, and uh, we, we did, we had a great time with our family, so it's always nice to get with family, but yes, um, yes. yeah, <clears throat> so we're talking about today, we're talking about centering your marriage on God, um, you know, I was thinking about that this morning, and how important that really is. I mean, I, I was know, just going to say the same thing. Uh, I know it seems, <clears throat> when you just say it, it seems trivial. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But there is so much to that. Yeah, because exactly. Because um, the, the scripture that I'm thinking of right now is um, when God speaks about it and says, my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. It's truly, that is truly it. I mean, we cannot, it's unfathomable to even come to the mind of God and what that even uh, looks like and, and, and have the, the understanding and the wisdom that God has about all things. I mean, including our marriages. Mm -hmm. It's just mm -hmm. like, it blows my mind that he is there for us mm -hmm. to help us in everything. And so uh, to not have a foundation on God... I. We've done life without it. We've done. And we'll touch on it just briefly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to 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 have God in our life as a foundation is is so important for our lives individually, but also for our marriage. Well, and it, it's so helpful that um, <clears throat> you know, in our marriage, God is ha God has the final say, and I believe the Lord talks to my husband mm -hmm. and I and believe. counsels him and gives him same. wisdom and discernment, and he and and same for me. And I, you know, we've done an episode before on uh, why having God at the center of your marriage is important. Right. Um, and I think we could do this, this topic so many times and, and still not touch on half of what uh, the Lord has to say in his word about keeping him at the center. Yeah. You know, specifically we're talking about marriages, <laughs> but, but ultimately, individually, you need to have God at the center of your spiritual life. Your uh, centeredness needs to be on Jesus, on God, on Holy Spirit. And, and then also you can bring that into your marriage where your marriage will be centered on God mm -hmm. and his word. Because I can tell you right now, whether you believe it or not, God has a plan mm -hmm. for, your, for every single marriage out there. He has a plan for you individually, and he has a plan for your marriage uh, to where He's going to use the both of you to glorify him because we're on this earth to bring God's glory, right? To show God's glory through us, to, to make disciples, to bring people to Jesus. And yep. that is our focus. Um, we can get so distracted by money. We can get distracted by hobbies. We can get distracted by so many things and, and ultimately feel like, 
you know, we're the ones that are making this happen in our life. We're the ones that are making our marriage what it is. And in fact, that's, that's the devil telling you a lie and trying to keep you distracted and off topic because God is at the center. God is the one that's doing all of that in your marriage. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, and, and I was thinking like, yes, you're right. I mean, we have to give God glory. Um, he's the one that's going to give us insights into ourself and into our relationship Amen. and our spouses and that we can <clears throat> be there for each other in, in ways that maybe we don't fully understand mm -hmm. because he gives us, we get downloads from heaven basically on, on how to, to handle things, how to handle conflict in our marriage, mm -hmm. everything that you can imagine. And so Holy Spirit, when I say God, I'm also saying Holy Spirit yeah. because the Bible <laughs> the talks Trinity, about Holy Spirit. Sure. This is the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is sent as a counselor, as a guide, as a teacher to us. That's right. He helps us in all of these things related to our marriage. That's and so right. anyway, we, we've got to have, we truly believe we've got to have God at the center. Uh, of our marriage. It's, it's, it's the most important thing that you can do for your life and your marriage. Yeah. You <clears throat> and know, so we'll talk about this more here. God, God is, he's not the fallback plan when you've done messed your life up. God is the plan, right? Your so life in Jesus, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior and submitting and surrendering your life to him and what the Bible and, and, and obeying his word. Yeah. Uh, that, that is the plan. That, that's not a fallback. He's not plan B. Right. God is not plan B. His word is not plan B. He is the only way, right. the only way that, that your marriage is going to be successful and centered on him. And, you know, for you, you know, being the man and being the head of the household, you know, that's a lot of weight to carry. You know, we, we've uh, counseled in premarital counseling. You know, when we talk to the guys, we're like, hey, are, are you ready to you know, take this on. Are you spiritually ready? Are you emotionally ready to take on being head of the household? Because that's, that's huge. And, and if you are doing it in and of your own strength and not having God at the center of your personal relationship with, with him and not having God at the center of your marriage, it's going to fail. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, be, because it's a lot of stress, mm -hmm. but for you, I can imagine like for me, you know, I, I, I'm going through something, I'm praying and I'm standing and I'm doing what I need to do. But ultimately, I share it with my husband, who is head of the household, who will help direct and guide me from the unction and the, the, the him hearing for the situation and for me th from God. And so I kind of, you know, lean on you. Um, I also have direct access to, uh, to, to God. Yeah. But, then, but then you... For our whole household and our marriage, he he has a direct line to the Lord as well, and so it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm not doing this all by myself. No. I have somebody that's on my side. I've got somebody that has my back. I've got somebody that that will give me the answers that I need to know. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have that, you just feel alone. You feel scared because it's scary doing. Yeah. It. To me, I can't imagine doing this life. Um single or as a married person with children without God. Yeah. Like I would just be like, especially with everything that's going on in the world today. That's right. It, it's, it's insane. I mean, what's up is down and what is down is up. And, and you just can't, you can't believe anything that you read or hear. No. And you really, you really need to rely on the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> you know, and on God to, to keep you steadfast in the truth. So you can be able to read something and be like, that's, that's a lie. They're not telling the full truth there. Yeah. There, 
I think that's the thing, um, as you were sharing there, sweetie, I, <clears throat> I know a lot of people struggle with an absolute truth. Um, that's something that's out there, but there is an absolute truth. Um, and it is the word of God. It's, it's an absolute truth. You can go to the bank on it. Uh, as, as a saying that we have here in the United States, take that to the bank, take it to the bank. It's, it's, it's that reliable. <laughs> it's the only, it's the only religion in the world that actually has, um, 27 to 30% of the Bible written is prophetic, mm -hmm. meaning that there were things spoken about thousands of years ago that have actually come to pass. There's no other religion, not Islam, not Buddhism, nothing that can stand on prophetic utterances that were made thousands of years ago that have actually come to pass today. I'm not going to go into that. That's not today's broadcast. Right. But I say that only to say it's reliable. You can trust it. It's an absolute truth. Amen. And if you're just getting your wisdom from the world, if you're just getting your, your wisdom from, you know, these, these drama TV shows and sitcoms and different things like that on how to do relationship or whatever, <laughs> um, it's going to end in, I mean, just look at Hollywood. I mean, just look at all the relationships that fail there. They don't have the answer. You know, we like to think that they answer. We lift them up as idols in our life. A lot of people do. And we, we look to them as answers for our lives and our relationships, but they don't have it right. Mm -mm. The only one that has it right is God. God's the only one that really truly understands relationship. He understands covenant. He understands commitment, which is what we all want. And the only place you're going to find that is in, in his word. Amen. That's just the bottom line. Amen. So, um, yeah, so God considers marriage to be an agreement <clears throat> and we can add in covenant yeah. commitment. We can, we can add all of those words in there between one man and one woman. He is very, uh, clear in his word yep. about that yep. and their relationship. So our relationship, um, our covenant with him. So he takes it very seriously and, and he expects us to live our lives, to live out our marriage in a way that glorifies him. Yeah. Amen. So he takes it very seriously. And, and the scriptures tell us how to do that. So, so what is God's standard for marriage? Well, when you look at <clears throat> what the Bible talks about in Ephesians, there's, there's several scriptures about marriage and relationship. But <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 20, we're not going to read all of that because it's, it's a lot. But it's talking about, you know, individual Christians as believers. It also talks about relationship a little bit in there as well. But it talks about how you should actually live your life, um, which is very important as an individual, right? Our relationship has to be individually right with God. So if I'm, you know, pointing up about for me, and then Donna's this other relationship here, triangularly, we, we should be looking to God for our guidance for our lives individually. And then when we do that, horizontally, our relationship will be right. So when mm -hmm. our, our relationship is right with the Father and we're getting our guidance and direction from Him, mm -hmm. then this relationship's going to be right. Mm -hmm. That's how it's always going to be. Mm -hmm. And so Ephesians 5, chapter 1 and through 20, really talks about how to live your life. There's a lot more in there um, <clears throat> about that specifically. But then when you get to uh, verses 21 through 33, it actually specifically talks about marriage. And there's other marriage scriptures besides this, but this is a... A pretty big one and a foundational one. But it's going to give you guidance about how to do life. Now, here's the challenge, you know, because we knew when we first got married, right, we were bringing two worlds. Honestly, I didn't know. I, I was not aware 
that our worlds are going we're going to collide like they did. I, I didn't either. Yeah. But I mean, we know now. We know yes, now. yes, yes. In hindsight. Yes, but back then we were like clueless. I mean, I don't, you know, I think, <laughs> I, think I think people today, because access to information, they're a lot sharper um, than, than I was or, or maybe you were at that time. But, mm -hmm. but anyway, we just didn't have that understanding about the two worlds that we were bringing together, right? Mm -hmm. Well, not only that, so that you've got that dynamic, mm -hmm. right? When you're trying to, to mesh two worlds together and to actually function as a harmonious marriage, you know, without strife. Well, that's not ever going to happen. You're going to work through th things in, in life and in marriage. It's just how or it is, Or as we right? did, we just ignore it and we, don't address we, it and act like we it didn't never know, <laughs> We didn't know how to <clears throat> But But the other thing that I thought about was, you know, as I bring my world in or you bring your world into the marriage, you know, I've got this stuff going on inside of me. Not only just the things that I learned from watching my parents grow up and do marriage and do life, right, or even other people, but I had um, wrong ways individually about doing life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah, for that's, sure. why, that's why I'm talking about Ephesians 5, 1 through 20. you got to get yourself right. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't expect the other person to get their stuff right and everything's going to be okay. Which is how we function, like unbeknownst to us, because I never verbalized to you that, hey, we're doing things my way now. Yeah. Or you never verbalized to me, hey, we're doing things your way now. Exactly. We just lived life like there was that no, there and was then, no discussion no, no compromise no. no nothing and 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 mind you we we weren't believers you know we we weren't jesus was not part of our life mm -hmm. he was not god was nowhere at the center of mm -hmm. our life at all and so uh you know we we just came into a marriage thinking that it maybe magically would just be great um and it wasn't and and i just did life the way I have always done it, had always done it, and I, you did the did same, same thing. And, and you know, there was strife, and there was, you know, not a coming together. Like, you know, I, people was... say, I wish, I wish I knew then what I know now, um, and I really do, and I can take that even back to my childhood. You know, I wish I knew, you know, we, we don't live with regret. You can't no. change the past. You don't live with shame and guilt. No. You know, we've dealt with that. But, um, you know, looking back and seeing how we how we started out and the things that we really struggled with um, and, and just the, the yeah. lack of communication skills and healthy interaction and conflict resolution. You know, we, we, we didn't really jump on that until our mid thirties, right. um, if it's not true. later. And so, um, you know, I, I guess we share that to say it's never too late. Right. You know, God has a plan for you. He had a plan for us. I never thought that we would be sitting here, you know, doling out marriage advice and, and biblical marriage advice and, and just wisdom even doing from what this we learn and what God's taught us. And sharing our experience, you know, our experiences. But but we do this um, because we want to leave a legacy for our children and their children that they can be proud of. We we you're gonna leave like we've said at the very beginning when we started in twenty twenty one, you know, you're leaving a legacy for your children. That's it's right. either positive <clears throat> or it's negative. Right. And when you have God at the center of your marriage, now it takes it takes some work to get him there. You know, because our flesh wants to cry out oh, and we want to throw throw tantrums about I can't believe the, the God's word that he wouldn't want that. Yes he does. He wants you to be completely stripped of yourself. And that's what had to happen for us. We, we really just had to be completely stripped of ourself and allow God to 
reshape us, renew us, restore us, and mold us into his image, into the image of Christ. And so that's what needs to happen um, for each and every one of you and for your marriages. So what do we always say on here? It starts with... uh... The heart. The heart. It starts with the heart. That's Every why, bit of it. That's why yeah. Ephesians 5, 1 through 20 is important uh, because it's talking about the individual and talking about us as believers. And there's other, obviously, there's tons of other scripture that talks about us and how we should operate as believers, as children of God. And so it starts with the heart. If my heart's not right, then it's not going to be right toward my wife. I'm going to have selfish tendencies. I'm going to have you know, anger issues, I'm going to have, I'm not getting my way, so I'm going to do whatever it is to manipulate and control. All those are wrong behaviors. That's not godly. So you have to be right in your heart first, and that's why that scripture is important first. Now, Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 says this, where your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So again, you know, if you're lifting up idols in your life, like, okay, I got to be able to go play golf. I'm talking about from, from man's perspective. I got to be able to go out and do things with my buddies. I got to be able to hear all the eyes in that, right? Mm -hmm. Where my treasure is, there's my heart. So if your heart isn't toward your spouse, that's good, babe. And your wife's going to know if your heart's toward her or not, because we've gone through this ourselves. If you're, if you're not, your heart's not toward your wife. It's going to be it's going to be seen it's going to be understood that your heart's not there right so you cannot lift up idols before your spouse and I'm talking to you guys out there right now you can't put things before your wife yes it's fine to go play golf but there has to be a balance in your life you've got to be doing things together because marriage takes work mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen you can't put it on I think we've talked about this before but you just can't put your marriage on autopilot and expect it to be great. Mm-mm. You have to work at your marriage being great. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Everybody does, including and, us. And ladies, the same goes for you. You know, where your treasure is, there your heart is. You know, and, and so out of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, mm-hmm. how, do, how do you speak about your husband? Do you lift him up and, and uh, praise him and give him, uh, you know, credit and acknowledgement and respect? that he deserves or are you a man hater and a man basher you know do you prefer you know it's ladies night we're going out or you know i'm going to go shopping you know that's your that's your where your heart is that's what brings you joy and peace and and that's just like i said up is down and down is up you know you've got you've got things backwards and so it really is like we always say a matter of the heart and it takes some individual time with the Lord and individual time just to sit quietly and allow God to speak to you. Um, and I'm speaking to ladies that it does apply to men. You know, where am I off here? Where, please search me and know my anxious ways. Please tell me, God, you know, what I need to work on. And he will. And don't yeah. just, don't just slough off the first thing that comes to your mind when you're in prayer and you're, and you're seeking the Lord on this because that's him talking to you. You know, don't just slough off, well, I, you know, I do, I can go get my um, latte every day, you know, and, and it's just what I do. It makes me happy, you know, and, and fine, do that. But if you are, are lifting that up, you know, as this shrine or this idol, then, then you're off balance. And so that's what we're saying. It starts with the heart. It starts with the individual and you cannot be a productive part of the equation in your marriage if you struggle personally in your relationship with Jesus, or you're not even a believer at all, which we'll get to that a little bit later. The word uh, that keeps coming to me is serve, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it, yeah. The Bible talks about Jesus came to serve 
not to be served. Served. That's right. And so he was the greatest servant ever. And so we're supposed to, as husband and wife, serve one another. Amen. You know, as believers, we're called to serve each other, yeah. serve other people, yeah. right? Put others before ourselves. Yeah. Not that God doesn't want us to have things. I'm not saying that. He does. Yeah, absolutely. But he'll reward us because God is a rewarder for those who, who believe in him, Amen. believe in his word. So, where are you going to go? Uh, I was just, go ahead. You're yeah, going, so you're let's, going where I was let's, going. Uh, yeah, let's talk about some blessings. <clears throat> let's talk about the positives, the benefits, you know, the good stuff that comes from putting God at the center of your marriage. Amen. Amen. So, so one of those, and we've been talking about this, uh, we haven't said it this way specifically, but you get a God perspective right. on your life. You get a God perspective on your marriage. You get a God perspective on raising your kids. You get a God perspective on your relationships outside of the family. And and that is gold. Where are you going to get that? From the word. There you go. Yes, you are going to get place you're going to get it. <laughs> God's word, I'm telling you, God's word is the final say and and trust me, I know, you know, when I started reading that and I I wanted to get all, you know, holier than thou with God because, you know, I can't believe you say that the husband is the head of household and the woman's the weaker set. I can't believe, you know, but, but if you really allow God to speak to your heart about it, it's, it's a message of love. It's a message of protection. Uh, and, and it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And if you obey the final word, what his word says as the final word, you know, God is going to bless that. He will. There's more than what I can even articulate in the blessings. Well, let's, say, <clears throat> let's even say, to, to your point, let's say you, you know, your wife and yourself are having a disagreement, an argument. Things maybe aren't going so smoothly or well, but you get a word from God about the situation. And <clears throat> you may not see that thing, that word that the Lord spoke to you. Um, it may not happen immediately, mm -hmm. but you stand on that word mm -hmm. that God has, has given you some confirmation. He's going to work things out in your wife's heart. Maybe it's in your heart. He's going to continue to work things out. So you trust that. It gives you some confidence. Mm -hmm. You don't get necessarily to see the timing of when that's going to happen, although it's going to happen because I've seen it play out in my own life and our marriage. Amen. Um, and when that does happen, that builds faith. Amen. And when faith gets built, the next time God speaks a word to you when you guys are going through a challenging situation, either as a couple or as a couple about a situation, you're moving, you know, you're thinking about having children, whatever, you can stand on that word that God gave you and spoke to you. Mm -hmm. Why? Because God's not a, a, a man that he should lie. That's right. He's always faithful. Always. He's always yes. true. He <laughs> always keeps his promises. And so when he speaks, you can uh, be assured that he will keep his word. Amen. Always. Amen. He'll keep his word. And, and so that's powerful. And with that comes, you know, <clears throat> we have hope, right? Right. Now we have hope and we are encouraged mm -hmm. in our marriage because we are we are following what God's plan is for our marriage and not stuck in like, I just can't get us out of this cycle. We keep circling the same tree kind of thing because, you know, we hit our we're running into the brick wall continually right. because we don't think our thoughts are not his thoughts. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And why wouldn't you want that for your marriage? Why wouldn't you want God's thoughts for your marriage? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you want God's ways for your marriage? And where do we find God's thoughts for our marriage and his ways for our marriage? is in his word, in his word, in his word. You have to be in the word of God each and every day, seeking his heart for your life. It doesn't work any other way, period. It doesn't. 
So the, <clears throat> the third blessing that when you put God at the center of your marriage is um, we have Jesus in our heart. He's not in our head. Mm-mm. He's actually in our heart. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you and I. So Amen. he's come to dwell in us. We are the temple of God. And so that's a very um, <clears throat> wonderful thing to think about. I actually, I have the spirit of God living on the inside of me, Amen. which is why uh, our heart matters, right? And so the apostle Paul talks about this in Galatians. Do you have that or you want me to call it up? Go ahead and call it up. Galatians chapter 5. Verses 24 and 25. Who's going to get there first? I'm there. You are. It says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the spirit, let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Two powerful verses, like we've been talking about, two powerful verses that we're pulling from the word of God to apply to your life. This tells us that we have a sinful nature. Mm -hmm. This tells us that we belong to Christ Jesus if we've given our life to him and called him as our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. And since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow his leading. Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every single part of our life. That's so powerful. That's that's it. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, a lot of times people ask the question, well, hey, Pastor Richard, well, how do I how do I do that? Well, we have to learn to hear God. Uh, for ourselves Amen. and know where we're going to hear him in our spirit, man, not, not in our head. This is the devil's playground. He's going to, he's going to speak lies, deception into your mind <laughs> on why you should be mad at your spouse or, you know, what you should be doing. Hey, if you manipulate her this way, you'll get what you want. That's the devil lying into your mind. Yep. The spirit here. And I know that's hard. I even had a hard time grasping that, you know, uh, but but God will speak to you, and you'll know it. There'll just be this inner knowing about what you're supposed to do. It may not even be something that's verbal. It won't be a voice that you hear outside of yourself. You'll just have this inner knowing this is what you're supposed to do. That's God. That's the Spirit of God um, speaking to you on the inside on what to do and how to handle something. Mm-hmm. Um, he's giving you His wisdom. Ask for wisdom, and He'll give it to you Amen. in an abundance. Amen. And so when you want His wisdom for a situation... Mm-hmm for your marriage and your life and your relationships, he'll give it to you mm-hmm. because he wants to. Mm-hmm. He's Amen. the father of good gifts. Amen. All good gifts come from heaven above, Amen. the Bible says. And so he only wants to give you good things. And if we ask him, he'll give it Amen. to us. Amen. You know that, he'll give it to us. that people might say, you know, well, what, what are you talking about an inner knowing? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can give you an example. Like inner knowing equals peace. And so, you know, when you say, I know that I know that I know, when you say you have an inner knowing that, you know, literally it feels like peace, like you're, you're in uh, turmoil or you're just like, I don't know what to do with this. And then all of a sudden, like you were saying, God downloads something to you and, and things just, it's a peace. Mm-hmm. So you know that you know that you know, your inner knowing is a peace that settles over you when the Lord speaks something to you, That's which right. is, which That's is really, really cool. That's I would really like to good. read uh, John 14, 15, John chapter 14, verses 15 to 17. Okay. Um, and, and really it's talking about you knowing Jesus and, and, you know, God knowing us, you know, it says, yep. if you love me, obey my commandments. Mm. Now that is, big. is big. And, and there's a, that, that line, that sentence in and of itself carries so much. Uh, it carries a lot of weight in there because you really have to live a a daily life of repentance, a daily life of, 
Search me, Lord, a daily life of confession um, to, to follow his commandments each and every day because he, he, he gives it to you. He, you're able to, we're able to do that, right? Yep. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate <clears throat> who will never leave you, Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him, so you have to call on the name of Jesus Christ right. because it is the because it, which is the world, isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. Don't you want to recognize Jesus? Mm -hmm. Don't you want to recognize him? But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. We have to have wow. a personal relationship with Jesus Christ in order mm -hmm. to gain his wisdom, his understanding, mm -hmm. his knowledge, his discernment, his blessings, his favor, his abundance. Just keep rolling. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah. That's what good. do they say? Yada, That's yada, really yada. Good. All of that. I mean, you could That's go really on and good. on and on. You have to know him and he has to be alive and active in your life. This is, this is so true. And, um, wow. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of us. And, and that, like, like that just said, almost brings me to tears. I yeah. just can't even. <clears throat> That's um, awesome. You and I can't operate on the levels that we need to operate unless we have the Holy Spirit moving Amen. and working on the inside of us. Amen. It's impossible. Amen. You cannot fulfill um, the marriage, your your marital destiny. You can't fulfill your life, life's destiny that God has planned out for you and for, for the both of you together. You can't fulfill that without Holy Spirit. It's impossible, especially in these days. Especially in these days. You're Amen. not going to fulfill that. Amen. So um, you've got to have Holy Spirit. It's so important. Let's Let's... Ecclesiastes 4.12. Let me read that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to find it this time before you. Oh, I didn't know we were having a game. Oh, yeah, that's a game. All right, let's go. It's on. All right, I got it. Ah, See, I beat you this I was time. struggling with if there's one or two C's in I think Ecclesiastes. I want to read it from the New King James <laughs> All Version. Right. I had the NLT, right. but I'm going to do the New King James. It says, the one may be overpowered by another. This is, again, this is Ecclesiastes 4, chapter 4, verse 12. The one may be overpowered by another. Two can withstand him. And a three, four, threefold cord <laughs> is not quickly broken. What is that saying? That's when representing it, when, something. Yeah, when we're talking about, a lot of times you'll go to marriage ceremonies. At least, you know, I know we have an international audience but in the United States. They'll do a, a little ceremony where they do a three-chord strand. is not easily broken. So they'll have a cord representing the husband and a cord representing the wife and a third cord in the middle representing God. So as they weave those cords together with God in that mix, if you will, that's not going to be easily broken, right? That's what that scripture is talking about. When God, this is why we're saying, centering your marriage on God becomes yeah. important. So as, those, as the cord of your life and as the cord of my life, is wrapped around God. Our marriage, our marital bond is not going to be easily broken. It's it's intended to be a lifelong commitment anyway. That's what God intended for marriage as a lifelong commitment. And when we put and we center our life upon him and he's at that, he's the foundation mm -hmm. of our marriage, mm -hmm. then it's going to be successful. Amen. Because we're taking his wisdom, his word, um, his teaching, his um, truths, and we're applying it to our individual lives and we're applying it to our marriage. Amen. It's not going to be easily broken when we do that. Amen. That's why that scripture's so, so important. So how do we do that? How do yeah. we do that? We want to give you the opportunity right now to give your life to Jesus. Because yeah, I think we've, we've said it over and over on this episode. <laughs> and, and 
you know, I think the Lord is, is just impressing upon uh, Pastor Richard and me to offer this up um, on our broadcast because it is so very important. Um, you cannot have God at the center of your marriage. You know, so if you're listening to this episode and you're like, yep, I want God at the center of my marriage. Great. That's what I'm going to do. You can't do that if you don't have Jesus in your heart, if you've not accepted him as your Lord and Savior. So let's just walk through that. You can yeah. help me out. Uh, I'm yeah. a newbie at doing this. Not really. But uh, but the first thing, there's three things that you need to do in order to become a believer, to accept Jesus Christ into your heart and life. And the, it's recognize, repent, and receive. Right. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to recognize that we're sinners. Yes, We are all sinners. So in Romans uh, chapter 323, it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. All means everybody. There's nobody exempt. You don't, you're not born perfect. Um, we are born into sin and each and every one of us have fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. Go ahead. Amen. No go. Oh, okay. It says for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we have to recognize that we're sinners. We have to recognize our fallen nature nature yep and and we have talked so many times uh richard and i have about um issues in marriages and and you know recognition is the very first thing like we had to recognize that we were not healthy you know we had to recognize that our marriage wasn't healthy that we weren't you know and so it's a recognition and really an acceptance of that mm-hmm. so i'm you can recognize it and push it away yeah. and just do life the way that you want to do or you can recognize it and and say okay please help me because I just don't know what I'm doing. Right. So recognizing and really accepting, you know, that, that we're sinners. We're all sinners. We, we, we fall short of the glory of God, as the word says. And then we repent. So repent means to turn away from. Right. You know, you want to turn away from that sin. You want to turn. Honestly, there are times when, and we've talked about this before, when I have had to literally turn and run uh, physically because the, it was just, there was a temptation there. There was something mm-hmm. there that I'm like, nope, this is not good. I've got to go. But you have to repent, you know, confess and repent that, yes. that, uh, that you, you are, a, you have, have sin in your life. And, and so Romans 10, 13 says, for whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. So we recognize that we're sinners. We, we repent mm-hmm. of our sin. Yeah. And then, and then the last thing to do is that you receive, yes. you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. Now I have uh, a, a, I say a daily life of confession, search me Lord, <clears throat> you know, because I know I'm not perfect. I know that, that I live in a fallen world. I am um, a child of God. I am uh, on fire for him. I am an overcomer. I am adopted into his his family into the royal priesthood. And so um, Jesus has taken my sin. That's what he does when he dies, died on the cross for you and for me. He's taken my sin and washed it clean. Right. So, so we have to receive and call on the name of the Lord as our Lord and Savior Amen. in order to become a believer of Jesus Christ. So can I pray right now for everybody to yeah. receive the Lord as your Savior? So, Let's do um, Okay. Pr- you know, just say this prayer out loud as as, as Pastor Donna reads this and, and, and shares this with you. Just say it in your heart. Amen. And just say it out loud if you're alone. Just say it in your car where you're driving, wherever you are. Just say it because Amen. it's the most important decision you're ever going to make in your life. Eternity. Eternity is at stake. You're either going to live in heaven with God forever or you're going to live in hell separated from him for, forever. Amen. And so 
just allow the Spirit of God to move on you and, and to follow through and do this. Follow the leading of the Spirit of God because he's calling you home right now. Amen. Thank you. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Yes. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Set me free. Jesus, Jesus, thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead. I believe you're risen from the dead. And that you're coming back again for me. And you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. Give me a passion for the lost. A hunger for the things of God. A hunger for the things of God. And a holy boldness to preach the gospel. And a holy boldness to share the gospel. Of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am, saved. I am born again. I am born again. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. And I am on my my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Jesus in my heart. Amen. Amen. Well, if that was you and you said that prayer out loud, thank you and welcome to God's family. Just if you would go to our website, revivalnow.com, scroll down on that front page. There's a red button that says, I just got saved. And maybe Amen. you don't have to scroll. Maybe it's right there. Yep. If you would click that and just fill out your information so we can get some resources into your hands, you'll get an email. Uh, with all of those resources to help you, kind of a welcome letter. We won't, we won't uh, solicit anything from you. It's just kind of our way of helping you walk along uh, your new life with Jesus Christ in that journey that you have before you. So, Amen. So and thank you. And there's also video resources that Evangelist Dan has put together. There's four different videos. They're short videos, I think five to ten minutes each to just kind of help you with the decision you just made today. Um, you're going to be blessed by it. So please watch those. Take that in. It's really going to help to affirm what you, what decision you made today. Amen. And um, you're going to be blessed by it. But I want to tell you this. So don't let the don't let the devil tell you in your head um, that this just didn't happen today. That's right. Because in in Romans chapter ten verse thirteen it says this: For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so. God's word is true. God is not a liar. And if God spoke that and said that, and you in your heart spoke those very words in that prayer that Donna led you through right now, Pastor Donna did, you are saved. You're born again, and you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. Thank Amen. you guys so much for joining God bless us. We all love of you. you. We're praying for you. Until next time. See you soon. Bye bye. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at MarriageMinute at RevivalNow.com.